Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, December 15th, and we start with local news. The city of Columbia is nearing the end of a long-awaited streetscape project at South Garden Street, which will serve as a visual as well as interactive and inviting gateway to the Columbia Arts District. Much of the completed phase of the project has changed the face of the Arts District. Sidewalks, ample parking, benches, and a freshly paved road make the South Garden entryway almost unrecognizable, creating an inviting environment for visitors to shop at boutiques, sip coffee, eat pasta, puff a cigar, or just stroll. Businesses benefiting from the new ambiance are Mama Mila's and Barino's Italian Restaurants, Bradley Mountain, Southern Charm, Faded Farmhouse, Battleground South Cigar Lounge, and many more. Business owners shared their excitement for the project's completion, such as Beth Sulser, owner of Southern Charm, and Samantha Reinal of Faded Farmhouse, who recently relocated to the area from East 6th Street. There is so much activity, and it's so nice to see people walking up and down, but it's also fun seeing people drive slow, looking around and gawking, because they are just absorbing it, taking it in, Sulser said. And it's just so cool at night driving through when the lights come on. It's so much fun, and then you see people sitting out on the benches. Even though we are affected pretty bad going through it, we are looking forward so much to the years to come, she said. The South Garden Streetscape project consisted of making the street one way up to West 11th Street with roadway upgrades, creating areas for public art and social gathering with new benches, new lighting, and more. It was also one of the top strategic planning items when the city adopted its Arts District Master Plan in July of 2019. The Streetscape project, later approved in October of last year, included a vision of creating a natural, more visual and welcoming gateway into the district, with travelers passing by the Arts District mural at Columbia Fire and Rescue Station No. 1 up to Depot Street. The project was also executed in conjunction with the fire hall's upcoming plans for expansion and renovation. City engineer Glenn Harper also said that compared to the city's recent years-long West 7th Street project, this one is expected to be completed earlier than expected. The South Garden Street project will be roughly finished early, about a month and a half ahead of schedule, Harper said. There are three main unforeseen items that call for this, one being about 16 inches of pavement that we weren't expecting, as well as some curving we needed to get out of there in order to build the project. We also added a turn lane that was put in late in the game on Carmack that had to be adjusted, which drove the price up a little bit, he said. While the whole city aims to benefit from the work, the project will benefit local businesses along the South Garden entryway for the foreseeable future. And though the project concluded its fair share of growing pains, many of the Arts District's local business owners are anxious for what it will mean for customers, as well as future arts-related events, food trucks, and its potential for local artists to create. Getting to this point makes it all worth it, seeing it all finally come together, Muletown Lumberyard and Amped Sound and Lighting owner Eric McCandless said. This will make this area finally look like an Arts District. I'm glad we're so fortunate to be in this spot. What I'm really hoping to see for next year are a bunch more arts-driven events, something where we shut down the street and host an all-day festival. And while being part of an arts-focused district, which includes multiple businesses and multifunctional arts-related facilities like the Columbia Arts Building and Row & Co., the project also includes an arts element. 
In addition to the roadway upgrades, the city is also seeking local artists to contribute to its visual aesthetic by creating artistic crosswalk signs. We're actively pursuing having public art for the city, open to call for artists, Columbia Arts Council Chairman Quan McFall said. Artists can sign up on the Arts for Columbia Facebook page with no cost. McFall added that the work would simply consist of submitting a design. The city would take care of the rest. That's a big deal for us because we've been trying to do this for a long time, he said. We want to make so many things associated with this to happen, he said. The project's final phases were presented to Columbia City Council last week, with contractor Adams Contracting seeking a change order in the amount of $225,000. This would bring the project's total cost to $2.4 million. An unveiling ceremony of the new streetscape has yet to be scheduled, but City Manager Tony Massey said he and the rest of the city staff are anxious to see the project reach its completion. What we are working on right now is trying to find an artist to do some of the artwork we want to see down there, Massey said. We've got some proposals out now. We'd like to also see things in the future like street festivals, things of that nature. It'll be a real natural spot to do that kind of thing, he said. Salser added that creating places like an arts district not only is a way to generate inspiration for creatives, but also a place where people can gather, socialize, and feel the warm comfort of community. To her, that is the purpose of art and what will be the biggest benefit from the South Garden Streetscape project. And while being under construction is never easy, especially in the case of roadways, the end goal is all worth it when the dream is to create a better place for those who visit, shop local, and gather together in any given day. As art is, this is special because it's a creation from people in our own neighborhood, and then some, Salser said. Any time there is something with a purpose of creating progress, I'm not going to complain she said. After an extensive search, Columbia Power and Water Systems has announced the hiring of a new president and CEO, Jonathan Harden. An experienced leader, Harden served CPWS as the vice president of water operations since 2014 and interim president and CEO since March of 2023. Harden's diverse background includes serving as an environmental engineer on numerous large projects in support of municipal water and wastewater operations and intricate environmental cleanups involving the reclamation of heavily polluted former industrial sites. Jonathan has demonstrated excellence in leading the company over the last several months, said Eddie Campbell, CPWS board chairman. He has succeeded in bringing the employees together and has implemented a culture that is leading CPWS into the future. The board is looking forward to working with management to provide power, water, and broadband services to Columbia and beyond. Harden is a longtime resident of Columbia, along with his wife Grace and their three sons. He's an active member of the Alliance of Hazardous Material Professionals, the Project Management Institute, and the American Water and Wastewater Association, and previously served a four-year term as a board member of the Boys and Girls Clubs of South Central Tennessee. Columbia Power and Water Systems is a public utility owned by the residents of Columbia and Murray County. Based on the belief that local ownership investment is good for any utility and community, CPWS's local direction and control puts their community's interests first. Serving customers since 1939, Columbia Power and Water Systems operates under the Board of Public Utilities of the City of Columbia. For more information about CPWS, visit www.cpws.com. Yesterday, Rafa Marketplace in Spring Hill held their grand opening. Front Porch Radio's Mary Susan Kennedy stopped by to see what the marketplace has to offer shoppers. 
This is Mary Susan Kennedy with Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I'm in downtown Spring Hill at a ribbon cutting celebrating Rafa Marketplace, a fabulous boutique retailer here. I'm speaking with the owner, Sandy Galara. Congratulations, Sandy. Thank you so much. This looks fabulous. Tell us about the product lines you offer here. I gather it's a vendor marketplace? It is. We have over 75 different local vendors, including bakers. We have a plant store. We have boutiques with clothing and jewelry and home decor. So it's quite the variety of different products. That's perfect for so many different kinds of shoppers. And what are your days and hours of operation? So we're open Tuesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. till 5 p.m. Sandy, I understand y'all are having a special Christmas event. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure, yeah. That's this Saturday, uh, December the 16th from 10 in the morning until 6 p.m. in the evening. We will have ice cream here. We have Santa here from 1 to 3. We have Elsa here from 12 to 2. It's going to be a wild day. We have the parade going uh, past us at 5. So it's just going to be a great day. That's going to be so much fun. And tell us a little bit more about your location. So we are in Old Town Spring Hill. We are actually in the oldest home in Spring Hill that was built in 1830 by Dr. Gornham Wing. It originally was a doctor's office and his home and had people living in here all the way up until 2019 where it became a commercial building. That is so cool. I love it. I can't wait to go shopping. I know you're going to be a great success. And do you have a social media presence you'd like to tell us about? Sure. Yes, we have a Rafa Marketplace on Instagram and on Facebook. Again, congratulations. I just can't wait to go shopping. Thanks so much. This is Mary Susan Kennedy with Front Porch Radio. Plans for a sleep-in hotel located off Kedron Parkway raised concerns this week from citizens, as well as issues regarding a portion of the property not being in compliance with city codes. The proposed 22,000-square-foot hotel will consist of three stories, 36 rooms, and 72 parking spaces, or two spaces per room. The sleep-in site plan was ultimately deferred to a later date due to issues regarding a curb-cut design, which Development Director Peter Hughes said was not in compliance with Spring Hills Unified Development Code, or UDC. Therefore, the applicant, T-Square Engineering, requested the deferral. In second review of this, staff noticed that the proposed second curb cut is in conflict with the UDC and doesn't meet minimum separation requirements, Hughes said. We informed the applicant of this, and they requested the deferral to review this item with staff further. And that is staff's recommendation based on the inability to meet separation requirements, he said. While there was no further discussion Monday about the hotel, the item did raise a few concerns from citizens, all speaking out against it. Judy Miller, a nearby resident off Split Rail Lane, said her main concern was the proposed hotel's location off Kedron Parkway being in close proximity with the Summer Meadows neighborhood, as well as the Spring Hill Early Learning Daycare and Preschool. A hotel also might not be the type of business other residents would want in the area, she said. Being next door and perhaps sharing the same entrance off of Kedron could potentially create a great safety concern for every parent and every child going into the learning center, Miller said. This is our downtown district where one should find places and community residents to enjoy. One should find coffee shops, sandwich shops, barbers, ice cream stores, or nail salons, not a sleep-in hotel. It should be located close to a highway, not near or in a residential area, she said. The Murray County School Board approved an amendment last Tuesday which would adjust attendance zones for the new Battle Creek High School, which is set to open in time for the 2024-25 school year. 
The Battle Creek High School zone will consist of the current Spring Hill High School zone east of Highway 31, south of Saturn Parkway, and a portion of the current Columbia Central High School zone south of Bear Creek Pike. Students entering grades 9 and 10 in the defined zone will attend Battle Creek beginning next August. Meanwhile, students in grades 11 and 12 will attend Spring Hill High School during the 2024 school year, which includes students currently zoned to both Spring Hill and Columbia Central. Battle Creek High School will serve grades 9 through 11 for the 2025-26 school year and grades 9 through 12 in school year 2026 forward. The Spring Hill High School zone will also extend from its current western line, which runs eastward to Highway 31, by extending south to Highway 43. The Spring Hill Middle School zone is also being adjusted to match the Spring Hill High School zone. Grades 5 through 8 in the area south of the Columbia Rock Road down to Highway 43 will be moved from Cox Middle School to Spring Hill Middle, per information provided to the school board. The board voted on the name of the new school last year, opting for Battle Creek High School over the alternative option, Spring Hill High School at Battle Creek. Constructed by design firm Klein Swinney Associates, the 305,675-square-foot school will house 2,000 students on three stories. The school will include a two-story main lobby, cafeteria with outdoor eating, computer classrooms, and a state-of-the-art media center. Additional spaces include a dual-level auditorium and gymnasium featuring a separate auxiliary gym on the second level per Klein Swinney. Meanwhile, during the meeting, the board also approved $1.5 million in furnishings for the school, which were purchased off of a Williamson County cooperative. Without that Williamson County piggyback, this is over $3 million worth of furniture, Murray County Public Schools Assistant Superintendent of Operations Eric Perriman said. We would like to get this approved so we can put the order of the items before the end of the month so they will be in by June or July, he said. Sometimes finding the right career path means going off the beaten path, literally. That's the lesson of Murray County native and Tennessee Tech University alumnus Jake Berkey. The 2009 graduate of Tech's College of Engineering is now the CEO of Busted Knuckle Offroad, an Alabama-based company that rakes in an estimated $6 million a year, manufacturing 850 horsepower off-road vehicles known as rock bouncers, as well as off-road vehicle parts ranging from brake lines to chassis and axles. While Berkey and his team of 23 employees now focus on manufacturing and selling the vehicles, he also spent many years racing them. His early success behind the wheel helped him amass nearly 900,000 Facebook likes and 42,000 Instagram followers, an audience Berkey has effectively leveraged to grow his client base and land lucrative sponsorship deals. It's a story that's all started with a hunting trip gone awry thanks to getting stuck in the mud near his childhood home in Columbia. When I was a kid, my dad used to take us out four-wheeling and hunting, recalled Berkey. We got stuck in the mud one time, and I couldn't stand it. I was probably 13 or 14 at the time, so I saved up all my money, and when I turned 16, I bought a Jeep. Berkey immediately started tinkering with his vehicle, outfitting it with a bigger engine, axles, and tires. When it came time to consider his post-high school plans, Berkey's Jeep played an outsized role in the decision. I thought if I could create an engineering mindset more than I currently have and go to a good school, I could make my Jeep even cooler, he said with a laugh. Drawn to tech by its strong engineering reputation, Berkey started off as a mechanical engineering major before switching to industrial technology, now known as engineering technology. 
Berkey recalls getting hands-on learning opportunities from tech faculty like Fred Vondra, now the chair of the Department of Manufacturing and Engineering Technology, and the late Delbert Stone, who Berkey says taught him the ins and outs of welding. I could not have chosen a better path forward for my education, added Berkey. I used it every I use it every single day with what I do now. It was the perfect degree to get me where I am today, he said. Upon his graduation from Tech, Berkey landed a role as an engineer with a four-unit nuclear power plant in southeast Georgia. Berkey dedicated 10 years to the company, working his way up to a project management role before resigning his position to start off-road business. Today, Busted Knuckle Off-Road is an international success, selling to customers in countries far-ranging as Canada, Italy, Spain, and Portugal. But it didn't happen overnight. Berkey recalls several years of high turnover and sagging morale as the company found its footing. Getting people to believe in me and what we were doing here was probably the hardest part, he said. People want to skip to the successful part without enduring the hardships of growth, he said. These days, Berkey faces no such challenge. The company is on pace to soon outgrow its 27,000-square-foot facility and has plans to design and release new model of, models of its popular rock bouncers over the coming year. Berkey has parlayed his business success into television appearances, magazine spreads, and has even been the inspiration for multiple children's books. He says he is grateful that his accomplishments enable him to provide meaningful careers to his team of employees and an expanding suite of products for his satisfied customers. To be able to create an industry that's never been created before and then see people following me towards those goals and being able to see families flourish off of the dream that I created, that's probably the most rewarding part, said Berkey. Now, he wants to help other aspiring entrepreneurs learn from his journey. I would say for people to follow their heart and get a degree that aligns with their passion, said Berkey, and I don't know that there's a better place that you could go to than Tennessee Tech. You'll never get a better environment for knowledge to soak it up as much as possible. You're going to use it down the road, he said. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Johnny N. Wooten, 86, born in Bartow, Florida, and a resident of Columbia, passed away on December 7th. Visitation will be held at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home in Columbia on Wednesday, January 3rd from 4 to 8 p.m. A memorial service will follow on Saturday, January 6th at 10 a.m., also at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Wooten will be laid to rest at Rose Hill Cemetery. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. 
For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have lots of sunshine today with a high of 62 degrees. Winds will be out of the southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect mainly clear skies and a low of 39. For your weekend forecast, we will have clouds moving in with occasional rain showers on Saturday afternoon. The winds will kick up to 10 to 15 miles per hour out of the south-southeast. There is a 50% chance of rain on Saturday. Showers will continue Saturday night with a low of 45. On Sunday, the rain should taper off to cloudy skies only. The high will be 54. Sunday night will remain cloudy with a low of 35. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Bank with First Farmers, and you can bank with confidence. With personalized solutions, dedicated experts, and over a century of experience, First Farmers lets you feel secure and empowered in your financial choices. This is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and I would like to remind you that no matter your goals, First Farmers is here for you. Visit MyFirstFarmers.com or call 1-800-882-8378 to switch to First Farmers today. Member FDIC. 
This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Jingle bells, houses sell all the time of the year. To get the most out of your house, let us help you there. With free home staging, yard landscaping, and some free repairs. We will carve for you to make your dreams come true. Mr. Grinch, beware. Merry Christmas to you and your family from George Varalis and The Way Realty. And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus Christ changes lives. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. The Tennessee Department of Transportation has partnered with the North Carolina Department of Transportation to create a new electronic guide called the Mountain Byways of Tennessee and North Carolina. The e-guide is available for free by visiting www.tn.gov forward slash t.dot and is a web-based resource for travelers to the areas of East Tennessee and Western North Carolina. Travelers treasure the beauty of East Tennessee's mountains, and we are thrilled to partner with our friends at the North Carolina Department of Transportation to deliver a comprehensive tool that showcases the many scenic drives the region has to offer, said Deputy Governor and TDOT Commissioner Butch Ely. Tens of millions of visitors come to the Great Smoky Mountains and National Forest annually. TDOT hopes this e-guide will be a welcome resource for travelers as they plan their trips. The Mountain Byways of Tennessee and North Carolina e-guide includes enhanced mapping and route planning features, as well as clickable hyperlinks to attractions. The resource also functions as a PDF when printed at home. The e-guide showcases visitor experiences and attractions found along 14 individual scenic byway routes located adjacent to either Great Smoky Mountains National Park, Cherokee National Forest, or the Nantahala National Forest. These experiences and attractions include scenic views, outdoor recreation sites, historic sites, cultural experiences, and sites for youth and families. The scenic byway routes highlighted in the e-guide include East Tennessee Crossing National Scenic Byway, Great Smoky Mountains Byway, Ocoee River Byway, Norris Freeway National Scenic Byway, and more. Tennessee boasts a statewide collection of 13 scenic byways, 10 of which are designated as either a National Scenic Byway or an All-American Road by the U.S. Secretary of Transportation. Tennessee holds the fourth most designations in the nation and has the most designations of any state east of the Mississippi River. Designated roads, routes are eligible to receive National Scenic Byway Program grant funds and are included in the National Highway Administration's America's Byways marketing campaign. More information about the National Scenic Byway Program can be found at www.fhwa.gov. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover our final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today, and now our final story. Santa will be making some of his final stops around town this weekend leading up to Christmas for photos, hot chocolate, as well as shopping opportunities. Share a cup of hot cocoa with Santa at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat located at 106 South James Campbell Boulevard from 10 a.m. to noon on Saturday. The Visit Columbia Welcome Center located at 713 North Main Street will also host its final weekly holiday character story time from 11 till 2 Saturday which is also free to attend. This week's lineup of characters includes Santa and his trusty elf. The factory at Columbia, located at 101 North James Campbell Boulevard, will also have Santa on site for photo ops from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. Saturday, which will also include snacks, hot cocoa, coffee, and more. The event is also a fundraiser for a Freedom Journey dog rescue. If you're downtown on the square, Santa will make a stop at Columbia Health Foods at 106 West 7th Street from 10 until 1 on Saturday. And on Sunday, the Mule House, located at 812 South High Street, will host photos with Santa from 3 until 5, which is also free to attend. For the adults, enjoy holiday-themed cocktails, snacks, and more. There might also be a few treats available for your furry friends as well. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime on FrontPorchRadioTN.com. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.